Welcome to Empowering Your Soul with Lisa Willette. If you're ready to make personal changes in your life and the lives of those around you, get ready for an hour of encouragement, enlightened guests, and engaging stories. Now, here is your host, Lisa Willette. Good afternoon and welcome to Empowering Your Soul. I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Today is September 19th. It's a Friday. We're doing a live show today with Susan Feinbloom. She's going to be coming on as my guest in a little bit. I wanted to take a moment, though, to just touch base about last week's show. I had a lot of positive feedback. Um, I really want to thank Pat and Bryce of Illuminated Evolution Canada. I know that um, they, we did a show on spirit animals, and I had such a lot of positive feedback about that show. They told me my spirit animal was a, um, a rabbit, and I know I had a personally had a breakthrough after hearing that. I, I went into a meditation that day, and um, something that I had been kind of you know struggling a little bit with was kind of cleared up for me. So um, I just really wanted to thank them for sharing that with me. Uh, What I'm going to be doing, actually, is I'm going to be launching weekly videos on on the YouTube channel. So I have a YouTube channel. It's uh, Lisa Willette. It's my name. So thanks to their guidance, I had been procrastinating about doing that. And now, now I know the rabbit told me it's okay to go forward and do that. So... Most of my radio shows are already on that channel, but I would like you to be able to follow me there if you'd like. I also had some great feedback from Maria, the caller who called about, uh, she had a pet cow, and she said it was a fantastic to hear that the information that was given to her, it was just such a pleasure, and that they're here, her and her cow are each here to assist each other on their journeys, and that that's such a special message to have gotten for her. I also got a lot of positive responses to last week's card reading. Again, thank you to all of you who are taking the time to write in to me to let me know how much these are helping you. Um, a special thank you to Kathy T. of Manchester. Your words were just very encouraging, and I'm so glad that my readings are helpful to you and are resonating with you on some on a soul level. That's why I love what I do, and that's why I'm, you know, that's why I do this show and try to get my messages out to everybody in such a positive way. So today, that being said, today I have Susan Feinbloom. She is going to be my guest. She wrote a book called Clairvoyant Psychotherapy. It, she is, so let's see, something about Susan here. She earned a master's degree in social work from Hunter Graduate School and is a licensed clinical social worker. She's also studied at Shared Visions, the Berkeley, in, the Berkeley Psychic Institute, Church of, I'm not sure, Asclepian. Asclepian, okay, healing, and the Newton Institute for Life Between, Life Between Life, Deep Regression Hypnotherapy. For the last 30 years, Susan has been weaving meditations and clairvoyance into her psychotherapy practice. She offers classes in clairvoyance and the chakras, shamanic journey techniques, cranial sacral bodywork, and homeopathy of the spine, bodywork, and bodywork. She has also written Unwinding the Soul, a collection of psychological, mystical, and revelatory revelatory poems and she produced two cds heaven and earth meditations and meditations on the chakras so we're here to talk about her book clairvoyant psychotherapy you can also reach her at two different websites www.twilightpublications.com and www.susanfinebloom.com so i'm so excited to be talking about your book today welcome to the show susan oh thank you so much lisa thank you for having me yeah, it's, it's definitely my pleasure. Um, there's so many questions I want to ask you. I, I, I'm not even sure where to start. I guess first question I would ask you is, 
I guess if people don't know what clairvoyant psychotherapy is, how does clairvoyant psychotherapy work in conjunction with traditional psychotherapy? In traditional psychotherapy, somebody comes in, and this this part is identical with clairvoyant psychotherapy. They talk a little bit about their lives, the context of their lives, and then they talk about what's challenging them, why they decided to come for therapy. A sensitive traditional therapist would be listening to content, looking for cues in body language, somebody's closed, somebody's open, somebody's getting tense, things of that sort. In clairvoyant psychotherapy, I'm watching the energetic anatomy. I'm beginning to watch uh, what I'll talk about in a little bit, the chakras, the uh, energy centers that are interwined into the body. They're in the spiritual body, but they're also in the physical body. And I'm watching where they get tense, where there's energy that does not belong to the person. Uh, I'm watching where flows of energy stop. I'm watching, does this person have any energetic concept of release? Uh, In our culture, we're really not taught about release. And so what happens is that old wounding, prior wounding, begins to uh, filter into present time, and it actually affects our perception and our possibilities. So I'm watching all of that energetic anatomy. And then I actually guide somebody into a light meditation to begin to introduce the concept of release, energetic release. Were you going to say something? No, I said, oh, okay. Yeah, I was just (laughs) And connecting to nature. Nature is a big source of nurturance. We are part of nature. And connecting to the cosmos, to our spiritual energy. And then I guide someone to look together with me. It's not the same as just a reading where I just tell someone all about themselves. It's an interactive space where I guide someone on an energetic and root level to the issues that they're talking about. What's the prior wound that keeps having them reproduce over and over and over the same kind of issues in their life? Someone says, why me? This happened before and this happened before. Why me is because when you don't release the root to the issue, it starts creating for you, and it creates a ceiling of what you can have. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Now, in in the book, there's a the first few chapters are all about each chakra, and I know we're going to talk a lot about that, so that's really important to, to know. Um, so the first few chapters are all about the chakras, and then what your book is about is that you go into a few chapters about men and women. Each chapter is different. One is about a, a man in his 70s. Um, one is about a woman in her 40s. You name the people, and then you, you go through kind of a session with them, and you back and forth. Now, I was fascinated in the chapter of Mary, a 40-year-old woman, woman having anxiety due to to a mean boss, basically. Um, It it was interesting to me. You're explaining to her to use the grounding cord on herself and asking her if she was ever physically hit in this chapter. And she's unsure. And and you say to her, sometimes our energy field, our astral body gets out of alignment with the physical body. This usually feels like confusion or some degree of disorientation. It can also make us feel like we are in a fog are not fully awake. Yes. And I was fascinated by that because like, I think that happens to a lot of people. Later, later on, she releases the other person's anger in her own energy field and you say to her, Mary, you are letting go of a lot of anger in the first chakra and she only has power over you that you give her. So you make that statement that I find totally empowering. When you say that, you say, this is a profound realization. The only people or situations with authority over us are those to whom we relinquish our power. Whether we acknowledge this or not, this is a choice. I love that. that 
that's so empowering. I mean, my show is called Empowering Your Soul. I find that one of the most empowering things. Like, was that a fascinating, was that a fascinating session? Um, So many sessions are fascinating. (laughs) What happens is we get stuck in this, uh, in situations where we consider ourselves a victim, where we blame. And as soon as we consider ourselves a victim of a situation, what happens is we let the other person be in charge of that situation. If we can find any way on a soul level, on a physical level, that we were part of that, we can, we can always change our own behavior, our own perceptions. We can change anything that we identify with. When we are a victim and when we're in blame, we can't change it because we really don't change other people. We change ourselves, and when we help people make realizations deep into themselves, they change themselves. That's true. That's true. So you're there. You're there to guide them, not just in a in a therapy session, but you're there to clairvoyantly see what's going on with them as well, yes. and and kind of kind of walk them through yes. it. And I know we're gonna. We gosh, there's so many things to talk about. I definitely want to get to the chakras. I think we're gonna spend the whole second segment, you know, at least talking about the chakras because we'll have a lot of time to do that. It's the but core. Want, it's the map. What, it's the map of the person's psyche. It reveals oh, everything. Everything. So it is deeply the core of what I look at during the sessions. Yeah. Now, can you do a session over the phone or do you have to be in person to do a session? You do not have to be in person. What happens is we are a spirit and we have spiritual abilities. And when somebody wants a session and they call, they actually come right there. If I'm in California and they're in New Zealand, they come right there before me. And so they're actually in the room, even though their physical body is not. And they're showing me somebody's coming because they want the communication. They want the help. And so they become very available to it. And that's a very big, when somebody is available to change and transformation, it will happen. When somebody is closed, it won't happen. There has to be some level of availability. And when somebody calls on the phone, they're as available as someone who can come to the office. Oh, well, then after the show, you might be hearing from me as a client at some point. I'm always interested. I'm always interested in trying new things. Yeah. (laughs) I I wasn't sure because I'm thinking I'm in New Hampshire. I don't know. I I know that I can do healing energy sessions for people in different um, places. But, you know, every energy concept is different. So that's good to know. So if you're no matter where you are, if you're looking for a session with Susan, you can definitely contact her. Yes. Check out our website and get in touch with her. <laughs> um, That's wonderful. So do, do you have to be a psychotherapist to benefit from the, from the method of what you do? No, not at all. People come, uh, people come for classes who are just interested in uh, opening their spiritual abilities. The, the uh, misconception about spiritual abilities is that they're something that is taught. They're not taught. They're remembered. We all have them. Just as we have a physical anatomy with two arms, two legs, even if someone has a broken arm, they still have that physical anatomy. We have a spiritual anatomy. We have the chakras. We have the meridians. We have clairvoyance. We have clairsentience, the ability to feel what someone else is feeling. We have telepathy. These are all already ours. What's happened is that if you have an ability that nobody ever talks about in your life, you don't develop it. You don't even know about it. But if all of a sudden you begin to tap into who you are and begin to release the imprints of what you're supposed to be, what the culture wants you to be, what your parents want you to be, uh, you begin to release the very deep need for everybody's validation. I need everybody to like me. 
the first psychic ability comes into play right away, which is that we all read what somebody wants. That's a second chakra, which we'll get to, ability to know what somebody wants of me. And when we're very programmed to need everybody's validation, we start to become that. We get, we get miles off our path by needing to be what everybody wants us to be and never tapping in, who am I? What's my brilliance? What's my talent? What am I here for? Because when we start to align to that, it's almost like a click, <laughs> like a loud right. click. Yes, I'm on my yeah. path. I'm doing right. This is my work. I don't need to be, suddenly be an engineer. No, this is what I'm doing. Right. Oh, wow. That's very powerful. That's very It's powerful. very powerful. It's the most profound thing is as you clear the wounding, which, uh, which limits your perception and controls your perception, you start to turn into, tune into pure you. Okay. What is your energy? What's your color in the chakra? What are you doing? What do you want to do? What are, what are all the excuses you've used to never do what you want to do? It won't make money. It's bad. I can't be an artist because an artist lives in the gutter or something. Yeah. You know, it's, um, what is the programming? And beginning to release that and open up to why you even took this body. Who are you? And what do you want to do? Okay. Well, Wow, that's very profound. Um, in your introduction, you talk about victim energy. And you yes. just were talking about that when I was bringing up the chapter of Mary, you know, being in victim victim mode. Since the show is called Empowering Your Soul, what can you share with the listeners about how to get out of that victim mentality? And I guess I wonder, is that the same, is that the same as static energy? Static energy is when the energy is blocked so you don't move forward. What happens when you have old wounding is it will control your present time life. It will control literally your perceptions, what you see, hear, touch. So victim energy frequently rests in the lower three chakras, which, again, we'll get to in a little bit. I'm sorry. We probably should have talked about the chakras first. (laughs) My my apologies. (laughs) Well, I will say that the third chakra that is at the diaphragm is the main chakra. Each chakra has... uh, a focus, and the third chakra's focus is your will and your personal power. It has many other abilities, but those are core to it. And what happens when somebody's in victim energy is they have all the colors in that chakra don't belong to them. Usually it'll vibrate at gray, it'll vibrate at uh, helpless, it'll vibrate, it won't be spinning or moving in the direction it's intended to move. So right away, of course, I start working with the chakras, and I have someone come into that chakra, and I have them look, what are the overlays to their own colors? And everybody has a pace of what they're ready to release and what they're ready to look at. So it starts with the first available layer that you're ready to look at. And and as I've introduced the grounding and beginning to release energy, I've introduced a concept of letting go. Some of that energy starts to melt off. Many times people have already gained the insight, the intellectual insight, but they haven't done the energetic work of releasing it. So sometimes people come, and once we get things in movement, they're good to go. Absolutely. (laughs) I can see that happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Movement is the key. If I had to define healing in one word, I'd say movement. If I had to define illness in one word, I'd say static. Yeah, that's gr- that's actually when you just said that it's blocked. That makes a lot of sense then. So yeah. illness is static energy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The other thing about blame and victim is that we are very connected up in the universe, 
And when we're holding anger towards someone, blame, uh, what happens is we have a cord of energy. It's not visible to ordinary sight, but to clairvoyant sight. Right. And we send energy back and forth to this person. It's as if we never let go of them. We're constantly sending some toxic anger. We're receiving toxic anger. But we're growing. Our energy is going there all the time, some percentage of it. And so we're doing something. You know, we so don't want to think about this person. They've been so mean to us. They've been whatever. And yet we're carrying them as if in our pocket all the time. Right. I Yeah, and I'm familiar with that cord. I know a lot of times I have people cut that cord with Archangel Michael, but it does grow back <laughs> because yeah. we're so connected to that other person. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. we are very, we're connected in in the universe. We're really not that separate. And you see it when you see the higher chakras, when you start to see the energy field, the etheric body and the uh, spiritual body around us. Um, you see that. And you mentioned something before about when we're kind of disconnected uh, and talking about Mary, when we get disconnected. Literally, what I'll see when somebody can't find nourishment from their food or from herbs, I'll literally see their spiritual body not aligned to their physical body. Okay. I'll literally see as if the spiritual body is kind of dangling and the physical body has its feet on the floor. And when I help someone to see that, they automatically start to align. Where our attention goes, our energy follows. And so just by that awareness, because people don't have that concept, oh, my astral legs aren't in my physical, I mean, it's not a concept we walk around with. So when someone starts to awaken, because the spiritual body actually has sensation, just like the physical body. It's a sensate body. For instance, if you go out and dream, you may literally see something, you may hear something, you may feel something. All of these are senses you experience, some people experience in dreams. Uh, it's, it's quite common. So as the spiritual and physical body align, all of a sudden you're empowered to be connected to nature. Nature is a source of release, like, oh, let nature compost it and make something beautiful from it. Uh, All of these tools start to work when you align the spiritual and physical body. That's excellent. Well, I... I want to take a I want to take a moment here to stop, and then mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is, um, oh, we're going to come back after the commercial break, and we're going to talk about the chakras because that's so important, and we probably should have led with that. My my apologies, I got so oh, ahead of myself because I was so excited about the book. But so um, we're going to stop right here for a minute. If anybody wants to call in with questions for Susan, you can call us in at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. That's our call in number. And if you're interested in looking into her book. It's available at Amazon.com, Clairvoyant Psychotherapy, and I'm talking with Susan Feinblum. We're going to just stop here for a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you, Lisa. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. 
While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit lisawillette.com today. We all hold a spiritual database, as it were, within our hearts and souls. But at times, it can be difficult to access this resource. On Akashic Therapy, unlock the records of your soul. Host Amanda Romania will help you to tap into this valuable part of our subconscious. Once you've done this, you can open up your life to a far greater happiness like you've never experienced before. Become a messenger for change and a higher purpose. Tune into Akashic Therapy, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Empowering Your Soul. To reach Lisa Willette, you may send an email to Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. That's Lisa Willette at Comcast.net. Now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. If you're just tuning in now, I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Today, I'm talking with Susan Feinbloom. She is the author of Clairvoyant Psychotherapy, which is available at Amazon.com. And if anybody would like to reach her, you can be, she can be reached at twilightpublications.com or susanfeinbloom.com. You can also reach me anytime you like at lisawillette.com. And you can follow me if, you, if you're on my host page now, my radio show page. You can follow any of the tabs on the right-hand side there. There's a Facebook link, a Twitter account. You can follow me anywhere. I'd lo- and I'd love to hear your feedback. So get in touch with me anytime about the show. Um, Susan and I were just talking prior to the commercial break. She was sharing so much information about victim and static energy. And we were talking, she was mentioning something about classes. So Susan, right before we start talking about the chakras, <laughs> I'd like you to be able to share with the audience, with the listeners out there. Um, you do teach classes on on what you're talking about all this uh, the psychotherapy is that correct the clairvoyant psychotherapy yes, I teach uh, I teach multiple levels of classes I teach a class that's just about clairvoyance and the chakras for anybody that wants to explore themselves deeply wherever a class is arranged where there are enough people in an area to take the class I will travel to teach I teach oh. locally in California I've, ta- I've taught several sections out on Long Island and also just finishing up a group that's kept together for three years in uh, Connecticut Awesome. I do uh, travel to teach where there is enough interest. Uh, and the uh, clairvoyance and the chakras is not specifically for a psychotherapist. It's for anybody that wants to explore deeply their own spiritual nature. It goes beyond what a lot of books talk about, the intellectual, the color of the chakra and the name. I look from a different point of view. I look from the psychological, spiritual, what are the energies and imprints that are not yours, what's blocking your own energy, what are the colors and your very own talents and brilliance in each of the chakras. Um, So we explore all kinds of spiritual abilities. Uh, Meditation is a deep part of it because meditation is your pathway inward. And if we don't bother to go inward, we will have a very external life. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So the importance of meditation is to go within and 
yes, to do what? To go, okay. uh, when we go within, we start to find out on deeper and deeper and deeper, it's progressive levels, who we are, who we are, and our own deepest essence. When we're external, we tend to just choose the best of what three people are telling us. You should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer, you should be an Indian chief, and you, you choose the best of what's offered out there as opposed to going in and finding out what you want. So it's a very different kind of life once we have some pattern there are many, many kinds of meditation, and there's many ways to go inward. Someone might be a gardener who's very meditative in their practice. Many ways to go inward. But going inward is really important in finding out who you are, listening to your inner voice. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's great. I, I, I hope that a lot of people that are listening know how to meditate, but if they don't, you're giving them extra tips on what they can do So yes. to kind of go within deeper. Um, I want to make sure we don't run out of time here. Okay. So you talk a lot about the chakras in, in a lot of the first few chapters of your book. Um, so how do you find the, chak- the chakras useful in your practice, and how do you integrate them into your sessions? And do you want to share a little bit about what each chakra is to the audience? Yes. Some, some people out there might not know what chakras are. Yes. Chakras are what some describe as wheels of light, lotus flowers. There are seven main chakras in the energy field. They're actually in the etheric body. They're in the spiritual body, uh, interfused into the physical body, but they're not a physical substance. They're along the spine at different uh, nerve complexes, and each one uh, spins in health. Each one has a, a different focus. The first chakra, they go from the base of the spine up. The first chakra's focus is about survival. We think of survival as I have no money, I have no uh, home. But survival is also someone said an insult to me and it hit a prior wound and now I'm afraid to go out. Um, Survival is also deeply emotional, um, psychological. And so when survival is stimulated, when we live that way in constant survival, something was very threatening in early life, So instead of seeing what's safe around me in present time, I see everything as a threat. I become very vigilant. I need to know what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is thinking. That's a concept of survival. When that's going on, it's hard to reach the upper uh, resonant frequencies. It's hard to reach a more subtle vibration and hard to reach your higher intelligence, discernment, and wisdom. So when that chakra is fine and we know I'm safe, I'm safe in the world, I was welcomed into the world, and um, then that chakra doesn't need to speak so much. And we go up to the second chakra, which is just below the navel. The second chakra is our emotional center, our sexual center. When we are in the habit of stuffing emotions because they've been unsafe to express, what happens is we grow, that's when we grow ecstatic in the second chakra. Many times, uh, and in ancient Um, medical, anthroposophical medicine and other kinds of medicines, emotional suppression is seen as a cause of physical ailment, uh, including some very serious ailments. It's seen as the root, and then other things grow from it. So our second chakra is meant to express emotions. And we have a concept that if I'm angry, it means I have to yell at you. That's not what the second chakra means. The second chakra means we have to feel it. If we go around yelling at people, chances are they can't even hear what we're angry about. It's too intense for them to to respond to that. So the second chakra is about you allowing your own feelings, and that chakra begins to resume movement. 
And in that chakra, then, we know when we're safe. Because you walk into a room, you can know six people in this room are angry. I don't want to go in there. Or you can know there's a lot of joy here. The second chakra will tell you that. It does, it does a, a kind of reading, an automatic reading. Okay. This, uh, the third chakra, which we just touched on briefly at the diaphragm, is about our personal power. This is the beginning of our will. Uh, are we living according to our will? Are we expressing our will? Do we have enough energy flowing through us to be able to find out what is our will? What do I want? I remember, what was that movie, Runaway Bride, where she keeps running away, Julia Roberts keeps running away at the altar, and then one day she's in her own kitchen making eggs, all the different ways that all the husbands-to-be liked eggs, and she finds, oh, wait. I don't like those. I don't like those. I, I never like that. I've been acting on everybody else's will. At some point, we tune in to all the programs that are in us, all the imprints, what everybody else wanted from us, and we start to tune into our very own will. This is what I want. And we have in our culture an insult that goes with that. Oh, you're so selfish. But we might begin to look at that a little differently. If I express my will, then I'll start to express my love, which goes up to the fourth chakra. I'll start to express a generosity of heart. I'll have, have the freedom to love myself and therefore to love you. If I don't love myself and I'm constricted, I can't really love you. I can't really find compassion. So the third chakra is like the flame that begins to open up the upper chakras. Okay. And these all resonate at a little bit faster vibration. So the fourth chakra is this self-love, its ability to love others, to be compassionate. When we're acting on our spiritual information, we will be kind. We will be generous with our love. You can be generous and compassionate with somebody who maybe isn't very nice to people. It does not mean you need to marry them. It does not mean you need to spend all your days with them. Exactly. It's not a command for behavior. When we separate that, I can be compassionate. I can see why this person is having this difficulty. And that takes us to the fifth chakra, which is our communication, our expression of our will. So here the fifth chakra and third chakra are talking the will coming up to the fifth, and yes, I do speak my mind. I represent myself in this world to be who I am. And in freedom, I allow some people to not like that, to judge that, and others to like it. Uh, it's not going to be the same for everyone. That's right. the expression. As that happens, my creativity starts to flow, and that is an abundant energy, abundant energy in the universe. And that takes us up to the sixth chakra, which is what we call the third eye, mm-hmm. our clairvoyant center. And clairvoyant means clear seeing. Clear seeing. I simply see. I see beyond. Uh, I see when somebody is telling a lie. I see their energy center kind of contract like an anemone, the way it kind of closes up. I see when someone's defensive. I see when someone's pushing back. I see when someone's aligned to themselves. Uh, clear seeing. Clear seeing, simply clear seeing. And the crown chakra, which is our connection to divinity, to our guidance, to truly knowing who we are, to our highest wisdom. So as we meditate, what happens as we bother to go inward, we tune in deeper and deeper to the ability of these chakras. And it's a constant. I've been meditating for about 40 years, and it's just a continuous growth. It's not like it has an end place. 
Right. It's just things keep opening and opening, and the world gets larger, and possibilities <laughs> get larger, and <laughs> everything awesome. becomes much more accessible. It's a it's a miracle, brilliant, luminous world out there, uh, and in here. <laughs> Um, and that's what happens with meditation as we come to know our spiritual anatomy and tune into it. As soon as your energy and attention go somewhere, you automatically start a healing. If somebody's talking, talking to me about a wound that's hurting them so much but no energy is flowing, I say it's just a story until they start this internal movement. It's just a story that has no healing value. When they start this process of grounding and releasing from the first chakra into the center of the planet, they've connected to nature, they've connected to the cosmos, everything they say is already a healing for them. They're already okay. transforming it. So you, you mentioned grounding. So what is the importance of grounding before starting your healing sessions? Okay. Grounding is the ability to release. It's this first chakra that we talked about that holds so much survival and in some people a lot of feelings of being unsafe. As we start to ground that, we create an image perhaps of a waterfall from that chakra going right into the center of the planet. It's as if we pull a plug and let some of this wounding that's charged right on a cellular level, we start to let it out. As we clear a wound, what we're actually clearing is a charge on a cell, on the cells, and you still have the memory, but you no longer have knee-jerk reactions. You say something, and I'm reactive, I'm all angry, or I'm all upset. We clear our reactivity and come into discerned response. Huge difference. Well, let me ask you this. What if you're the calm, sane one in you're interacting with a person who's who's not in charge of their emotions and who's, you know, whose chakras are all out of balance? How how can you deal with that? Well, it depends on the kind of interaction. I'm very privileged that people come to me in that state uh, and I have permission just by virtue of them coming to me. I have permission to say I need you to stop right now. I want you to start to say hello to yourself. I want you to start to imagine a big grounding cord from the base of your spine to the center of the planet. If somebody's coming to me just kind of on the street, I'm in pedestrian mode, not in my psychotherapy mode, and they're uh, full, of that, full of that chaos and perhaps throwing energy at me, I might not engage in that interaction. I might say, I'll oh, talk no, with you. I'm sorry. I, maybe, I maybe I didn't explain that correctly. I mean, like if somebody comes to you for a session and they're in control of their emotions and their chakras are pretty well balanced or whatever, uh-huh. but, but they're having a dealing with somebody in their life that is oh, completely chaotic, how, how do you balance? I mean, is that, could a client come to you if that was their situation? Yes, they could. And what I'll teach is not just the meditation pattern, but I'll also teach them how to define their space. We have a space. If someone from outer space looked at us, we'd look like a large luminous egg, uh, like an oval that went about two feet above your head, below your feet, wider than you side to side and front to back. I'd have them start to tune in to their energy field. Some people keep their energy field like very wide, I have someone pull their energy field in, start to define it, even define the color of it. And then I'd have them maybe put a little protection symbol in front of their energy field with a grounding cord. I use the symbol of a rose a lot. And then what happens is when I talk to somebody who has no protection, they have no definition of their energy field, 
my words will tend to go into their body almost like a command. Whereas if somebody has this oval, they have this uh, protection, the words go just to the protection symbol, and that person has the discernment, the discernment in order to say, you know, as that protection symbol is grounding the energy, you have the discernment rather than feeling like this person's uh, invading you, commanding you. You have to find your space. We are more empowered with a defined space than any other way I can imagine. Know thyself is the strongest, strongest empowerment I can I can imagine, really. Yeah, no, those are powerful, very, very powerful words. Um, yeah. I know we only have like three minutes before we go to our next commercial break, but mm-hmm. I wondered if you could share um, what's the difference between saying hello to the spirit in front of you or to the material body? Okay. Is there the a difference in that? Mm-hmm. The material body is very literal. Um, we're, we're using, we're just looking at body material. When I say hello to spirit, I'm watching the whole energy field. As a spirit, we come into a body. The spirit has a history of its own. It has the lifetimes it's led. It has its work in between lives. The body has particular genetics from okay. this family, from the mother person, from the father person, and all of those ancestors. They're not identical. The spirit comes in having chosen this body to begin to work particular issues that it wants to work, to understand things about emotions, to understand how to navigate this kind of situation. So when we're saying hello to just the body, we're saying hello to a very narrow part of of what that whole being is about. Okay. Uh, So when we say hello to the spirit, just by aiming your hello there, that person Helps, it helps that person to integrate spirit to body because it's rather rare that people come up to you and say hello from this broad context. That's true. I bet you that doesn't happen all that often. It does not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were talking earlier about, well, we, you gave us a lot of great information about the chakras too. Now, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are familiar with them, but I'm sure I have a lot of listeners who have heard of the chakras but didn't know what they were. Does color in the chakras mean anything? You know, I, I know that the colors of the chakras are the red, orange, yellow, green, blue, uh-huh. purple, and white. Do do the colors mean anything? Do you work with colors at all when you're... Yes, yes I do. But okay. I don't look at them from the book point of view because okay. most of us do not have... We're not running those pure colors. Okay. What I what I look at is what's you and what's not you. All That's right. the very basic discernment I look at when I look in a chakra. And I help the person to look at that for themselves. Oh, gee, even this gorgeous green, that one isn't mine. That's so-and-so's. Or this black uh, isn't mine. Usually we think of the darker colors as not ours. But uh, all kinds of colors can be imprints. What I look for is to help the person make a connection with their very own color. And and they will see it however they do, however they do. But when they make that connection, energy starts to move. Where our attention goes, our energy goes. And so all of a sudden a healing happens just by that connection. So, yes, sometimes you'll see the colors bright like it describes in books, but it doesn't always look that way. But I do look basically for the discernment, what's yours and what's not yours. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, that's good information to know. I guess I just always assumed that, you know, everybody would have the same, the chakra colors. But, um, I mean, I guess you're saying they do, but you're looking at them clairvoyantly in a different way. So, yeah, and very- Because we come in layers, we come in layers. You know, I have this early wounding, then I have what sits on it and what sits on it and what sits on that and what sits on that. Um, so what I look for is what's available because it's kind of like if I want to become a medical doctor, uh, there may be a lot of things I need to study. I may not be able to go right to medical school. I may be able to, uh, and I'm six years old, I may need to be able to grow up and learn a lot of science and all kinds of things. There's a sequence to any goal. There's a sequence to any healing. So I look for what's available because the idea is to have a win-win that the person makes the progress. When you dig too deep to what's not available, you're just going to be yanking and frustrated. Okay. So you look for so, what's available and releasing it, what's available now and what's available now and what's available now. Okay. So well, that's great information to have. And um, we're going to have to stop here for a quick commercial break. And we'll continue talking with Susan about this as, as soon as we return. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Lisa Ouellette is honored to assist you as you move forward from imprisonment to empowerment. Individual intuitive sessions are available in person, by telephone, or via Skype. Visit www.lisawillette.com. While there, you can also find information about one-hour and half-hour Reiki sessions, life coaching, and tuning into your intuition classes. These classes will help you learn to trust your intuition and tune into yourself more easily. Mention that you heard about us on Empowering Your Soul and receive 10% off your next session. Visit LisaWillette.com today. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. visionary be extraordinary be the change this is the seventh wave channel on the voice america network you are listening to empowering your soul to reach lisa willette you may send an email to lisa willette at comcast.net that's lisa willette at comcast.net now, back to Empowering Your Soul. Welcome back to Empowering Your Soul. If you're just tuning in now, I'm your host, Lisa Willette. Today, I have with me Susan Feinblum. We've been talking in the last two segments of the show, and while 
I wanted to just say, while meditation and spiritual searching have long been associated with Eastern religions, they're becoming more mainstream as those who identify as secular or other religions are increasingly drawn to spiritual practices. Today, I'm lucky to have with me one such person, Susan Feinblum. She's, her credentials are LCSW, and she has achieved profound success in her psychotherapy practice by incorporating the spiritual with the conventional therapy methods. She shares these groundbreaking techniques with us today, and she's talking about her new book, Clairvoyant Psycho- Psychotherapy, and we're learning a lot about all everything that she's, you know, we're just learning so much today as she weaves meditation and clairvoyance into her psychotherapy practice for empowerment. So thank you so much for, you know, for talking with us today, Susan. Um, My pleasure. Yeah. One of the things that you say is you're a tracker of energy. What does that mean? What it means is when somebody is talking to me, they've come for a session, they're talking about a particular challenge, I can watch in the energetic anatomy where is the root of that challenge lodged. Is it in a particular chakra? Is it in uh, attention and uh, inability to ground and to release energy? I use tracking both for myself to watch where is the focus, what are the images. Sometimes images come through. Sometimes when somebody is even in their 60s or 40s talking about a particular wound, I'll see an image sitting in a chakra that has an image of them at six years old. So I'll help draw their attention as I track where that image is and what it is. I'll help draw their attention to that, maybe asking what happened at six years old. And perhaps there'll be a memory right there or perhaps there won't be. Sometimes there's an instantaneous recognition. And what happens then is that both our consciousnesses meet at one point, at a point of what happened. I'm watching it, they're watching it, and it's almost as if there's instantaneous movement starts there. The other way that I use tracking is when somebody finds they're uh, repeating a pattern or they're repeating a blame, I ask them to start to track their own behavior and even their own thoughts and to start to clear thoughts that they no longer choose to think. If I keep thinking, oh, this person's so mean-spirited or, or uh, an insult about this person, I say, cancel, cancel. Or I say, I uh, once heard on some show, delete. Or, uh, yeah, cancel, clear, delete. That's what I say. Cancel, clear, delete. <laughs> cancel, clear, delete. And what happens is we start to take charge of our own thoughts because what we think we start to manifest. And if our thoughts are all negative, that could never work, that could never work, that could never work, and we never get to create what we want. Well, we can start to draw the, connect the dots and see what we're doing, what we're thinking as causative to what's actually happening in our life. Once we start to do that, we track our own lives. I track energetically where things are static, where they're not moving, what are the old imprints. And then someone takes that into tracking their own lives. What am I thinking? What am I creating by my thoughts? Okay. Well, that's very, again, everything that you're sharing with us is so empowering. There's just all these ways to help empower yourself. Yes. (laughs) It sounds like you're, it sounds like you're helping the client to empower themselves as well, too, with your, with your abilities. I'm helping with my abilities. And as they find these origins, uh, things begin to return to movement in an amazing way. So it's, it's what I call back your other question about that hello to spirit. Yeah. That draws so much more information to the surface than the hello to the body. 
Okay. A hello and to the body has many more uh, just straight limits. And even when we think of physical disease, I have a number of doctors that want their patients to see me to look at the spiritual, the energetic aspect as they work on the medical. Uh, and it's, it's an amazing marriage to have the two work together. Absolutely. Well, so everybody listening in, if you didn't know anything about chakras before, you've been well informed today. Susan's been very, very helpful in explaining all the chakras and how she uses them in her practice. And her book, which I'm looking at right now, beautiful cover of the book as well, too. I love the colors on the on the cover. And I love that. It's just it was a great read. Um, so much information. First few chapters, like I said, I'll describe a lot of the chakras. Um, you know, there's a there's a chapter chapter on each chakra and then there's so many different stories there's a story on jeff a 70 year old man and there's the story of mary and jack a 45 year old man and um you know so many carolyn she's a 63 year old woman and each each story is different and it tells a little bit about different situations that you're going through in life so you might be really able to relate to one of those so definitely check it out on amazon.com her book is available there um like I said, she teaches classes. She's got some CDs out. Websites she can be reached at are twilightpublications.com and susanfeinbloom.com. So, and that's S-U-S-A-N-F-E-I-N-B-L-O-O-M.com. So anything else you'd like to share with us, Susan, before we say goodbye? Oh, I think that's great. Right there, that's that's it. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much. You've been so informative, and like I said before, you'll definitely be hearing from me. I'll I'll be calling to schedule a session as well. So I'm looking forward to having that with you. And again, if anybody out there is is interested as well, you know where to reach Susan now. So thank you so much for coming on my show today and enlightening my listeners with all of your information. And your book was fascinating. It was a great read. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And thank you so much for writing it. My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So it was nice talking with you, and I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much, Lisa. Wonderful to be on your show. Thank you again. Absolutely. And I'm going to do my weekly readings now, um, the weekly reading that I that I do every week. I'm going to change things up a little bit this week. Since I'm going to be doing my YouTube videos and putting weekly re- weekly card readings on there, I think what I'm going to do for today is just do a card reading for the weekend. So today I've decided to use my energy oracle cards from Sandra and Taylor. I'm going to shuffle these cards now. Get me shuffling. So the reading will be for today, tomorrow, and Sunday, the 19th, 20th, and 21st. All right. So the first card I have here is Rest and Rejuvenation. The second card I pulled was Appreciation. The third card I pulled was Cornucopia. So the first card, the Rest and Rejuvenation. The message for this card here it indicates that it's time to make time to relax. We should start taking more time coming up to engage in leisure activities. Maybe things that make us, you know, the relax us. They don't have to be just laying down, being quiet and just meditating. But you could go apple picking with your family and then go home and make a nice apple crisp together as a family or um, go for a nice car ride together or just sit down and uh, watch a good movie together. You know, things that are, are restful and, and rejuvenate your soul. Make time, make, 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 make rest time a priority for yourself and do gentler activities that get you ready for all the planetary occurrences we have coming up. We're, we're coming up to the we are in the shadow of Mercury retrograde right now. That's coming up pretty soon. And we're also coming up to, um, 
some eclipse energy coming up soon. We're coming up to our last eclipse of the year. So now's a good time to go within, to set goals. You know, um, we're able to, I guess, give our body and soul the time it needs to rest right now. Appreciation, that's choosing gratitude. Make it a point. Like, um, make it a point to just be as thankful. Every day I get up this week, I'm here in New Hampshire. We're enjoying beautiful fall weather. And I've been so thankful in this fall season, not even fall yet, but to just make it a point every day to be grateful for the weather, for things that we have. It can be something as simple as getting up in the morning and being thankful that you can walk to the bathroom or being thankful for it, being able to read, you know, a book or being able to listen with your ears to this show. I mean, something doesn't have to be huge to be, have appreciation for it. Um, but you know, they want you to just take time to appreciate the, the, the smaller things and then you can start to appreciate the larger things in life as well too. Just start with weather, you know, anything that you want to appreciate. Um, and then this appreciation decision that goes that shifts that shifts our consciousness from lack of mode, which is a negative vibration, to value mode, which is a positive vibration, and you're guaranteed to bring blessings into your life with that. And then the third card kind of comes up with that. That was cornucopia. So this is this is basically a blessing card. It's wishes fulfilled, an abundant harvest, and great blessings are on your way. They're waiting for you to reap them as a reward from the universe. So it could be job fulfillment, romantic love, or financial riches, anything like that. It could be all three combined but you know you deserve it for all the hard work you've put into it and um, you've done the you've done the heavy lifting part so be prepared to reap the benefits and and I guess to <laughs> the cornucopia just the, the harvest is there for you so in this weekend do things that relax you be appreciative of, of the time that you have with everybody and the universe is rewarding you for it it's it's all your hard work paying off getting ready to enjoy the significant blessings that are coming your way um so that being said, again, I'm going to be doing YouTube readings. I would love to have you follow me. I really do love hearing from you, from all of you. So please keep your emails coming to me. You can reach me at lisabellette at comcast.net. Um, I'm, I happen to be running a Facebook special right now for readings. So if you're interested in that and you're a first-time listener, mention the show too. You, you get a discount as well for that. Next week... I have promised Frederique Harrell. She is from Canada, and she's going to be my guest. She's going to be offering a few palm readings. I know that people, I, I sent this out a little while ago. Some people have sent me in photos of their palms that I've forwarded to her. So she'll be doing a, a few quick palm readings, and she'll be enlightening us about all the lines and the mounds and everything to do with the palm. And that's going to be a fantastic show. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to having her read my palm as well, too, and seeing what's in store for me. The palm is a roadmap to the future. So, you know, everybody's is different and unique, and we're all individuals. So, everybody has a different future and a different path. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm going to thank my guest, Susan, for being on today. And, get you know, keep, try to check out her book, Clairvoyant Psychotherapy. And I want to thank everybody for listening in. Have a great weekend. TGIF, everybody. <music> Thank you for listening to Empowering Your Soul. Please be sure to join Lisa Willette for another engaging program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, stop feeling imprisoned and start being empowered. Empowered.